The Waddle and Sylvie podcast is presented by DraftKings Sportsbook app. Use promo code WMVP. Tune in every Friday for the official Waddle and Sylvie same game parlay on the DraftKings Sportsbook app. 21 years or older, Illinois only. Eligibility in terms at DraftKings.com slash football terms. This is Waddle and Sylvie, live from the Old National Bank State Street Studio. This is Chicago's home for sports. ESPN Chicago. WMVP. WSHE. HD2 Chicago. A good karma brand's radio station. All right, you made it to your weekend. Happy Friday to everyone. We're a week away from the Super Bowl, just over a week. Uh, We're under a week away from the NBA trade deadline. Sham Sharania was in studio last hour. We'll replay some of that. He thought the Bulls are actually looking to add a guard, maybe some point guard help. And Kirk Heinrich's available. (laughs) And they're not uh, looking to be in cell mode, at least now. He said, would they listen if someone absolutely blew them away with a trade offer for one of their big guys, yes. But he said as of now, they're not looking to sell. So that's where the Bulls are, and we'll replay some of that right now a, a little bit later. Uh, and Waddle is uh, ticked off with Michael Jordan Day today. He's calling it a the sweetest day for sports dorks. It is uh, a 2323, February, the number two on the calendar. The third day of February, 2-3 in the year 23, 23-23. I uh, support your uh, desire to celebrate it. Just don't drag me into that nonsense is all I'm saying. That's all I want. I'm not going to cuss people out for celebrating a made-up Michael Jordan day. But if you think I'm going to sit here and go through my list of top Michael Jordan moments. Have you been, have you been surprised that I, uh, uh, that I haven't pounded my fist on the table saying a touch. we must play all the greatest a Michael touch. Jordan highlights today? A touch. But I think that you are also a common sense human being that knows that this is just a made up thing. And don't forget, we've got the great clips, top 25. Of course. Uh, greatest plays over the greatest sports moments in Chicago sports in the last 25 years. We do this, years. what, every other week? That's I don't we know. Do. We're, trying to, we're, trying to, we're trying to do this a little more regular as well. Um, we, Danny, we, Danny Zetterman truly wants to ce- wanted to celebrate the entire day on the station. The, the made-up Michael Jordan day. Well, and now Danny just texted us. He said, 2323 is not, quote, made up at all. He said it, it's the actual day, 2-3-2-3, two, three, two, three. therefore I, I, I it's do Michael under, Jordan Day. I do understand that it is officially February 3rd of 2023, so that if you wrote it out, it would be 2-3-2-3. Two, three, two, three. What is more Michael Jordan Day? Today is 2-3-2-3 two, three, two, three, or his 60th birthday on February 17th. I would say maybe the, I, I would say more, I'd cel- celebrate Michael Jordan on the anniversary of one of his greatest moments. Right. Like the shot? Yes. That like, to me that would be a more April? memorable day. Yes. And, and all the championships. Like there Correct. are so many different anniversaries. The anniversary yes. of the shot against Cleveland. Yes. The anniversary of the day the Bulls drafted him. Yes. The anniversary of his first game in a Bulls uniform. Yes, but to make up... The anniversary of their first Bulls championship. To make up a reason to call this Michael Jordan Day, to me, 
is is sweetest day for sports nerds. It really is. Don't you? I mean, I think you agree. I look any any day we could play Michael uh, celebrations. I'm I'm for, but yeah, I I think it's a bit forced. I think this is more of a social media day. This is cool. Look, I I follow about five or six different Michael Jordan fan accounts on Instagram. Look, I'm a nerd though. I also follow about ten different accounts for roller coasters. <laughs> I know you and Marcus Lashock. Yes, I follow roller coaster stuff to where I watch own. videos of the best roller coasters across the world, and I love it. And then I'll scroll and I'll see a Michael Jordan shot. I follow Scottie Pippen fan accounts. Really? I follow Bears accounts. Okay. Did you unfollow the Pippen ones? No, did I did not. No, you did not. Oh, because you I love the storm. I, I love Scottie Pippen moments too. Like he's an underrated. Player, but this is not even a moment. His attitude it's, sucks. This is just a day, and because on the calendar you associate the numbers with Michael's jersey number. Yes, two, three, two, three. What? And I, I like my initial thought was today should be the day that we celebrate all the twenty threes. Like, let's play Devin Hester's run back uh, in the beginning. Uh, what what was the, the the day the Bears were in the Super Bowl? Wasn't that aren't we on the anniversary around that? Wasn't that February seventh? Was that February seventh, twenty Where was what was the anniversary of that? I believe that's right. Let me take a look. Take a take a look. Or was that February second? What was the yeah, anniversary? Don't you follow an account that celebrates that on a daily basis? The anniversary is coming up on the Bears' trip to the Super Bowl in Miami against the Colts. Like why can't we play let's some Devin that. Hester? Oh, February fourth. Tomorrow we're a day off. Tomorrow. Okay. Well, let's, then let's we hook have up to the... play that. It's two three two oh, three. Two, no, four, I two, can't three. do too early. Yeah. Well, wait a minute. We're not on tomorrow. We've oh. got to play the Devin Hester right. run Peggy, now. Peggy and Comrex. Peggy and Deanne will be on tomorrow. They can play then too. We've got to play the Devin Hester run back. Who doesn't no. like on their drive well, not home? Not anniversary. The Devin Hester Feels run back. Place. The only Super Bowl the Bears lost. It's one of the great moments in Chicago sports history. The Bears losing Let's the Super Bowl. Let's start a trend of doing a, a memory on the day before the actual <laughs> day actually happened. Devester we... Eve. You're right. <laughs> You're right. Yeah, I, my, my son said that to me last Saturday. I was very proud of him. What? Mason said to me last Saturday, he goes, Daddy, is this football Eve? I go, you know what? That's nice. I'm proud That's of you. That's a good reference. I Because last week was NFC, AFC Championship. That's right. I go, you are right. And he goes, you know what? Well, it will be in two weeks. I go, what? He goes, it will be Super Bowl Eve. You said, let's go outside on the patio and smoke a cigar and celebrate. <laughs> and you know what that makes tomorrow? The, the Lonely Eve? No, Pro Bowl Games Eve. No, but haven't they started the Pro Bowl Games, though? Yeah, what the hell was last like, night? I don't know. I turned on the television. Ball. I looked up and I just see dodgeball and like they're throwing balloons or something at each other. Last, last night was toss. Chicago Bulls bland chicken night is what it was. <laughs> they were also golfing. They were doing some golf games. Did you see long this? Drive? Was it yeah, long drive? Yeah, they were drive doing contest? long drives. They were doing a bunch of stuff yesterday. When do, well, I don't know what's going on. They're doing a bunch of stuff. I don't think I, I think you're better off. Without no, so Sunday's the flag football game where Peyton and Eli are the coaches. Nobody better get hurt. I'm not I said that yesterday. Nobody better tear an ACL. Are you really going to tune into that? Like, is that appointment television? Not, not appointment, but like I said, I'm going to be lonely on Sunday. 
What am I going to do? I'll send Cap over to your house. He's sick. I don't like, and I told you I've been feeling under the weather. I don't want to get what he had. He we had the chills. He he was sick. I don't want to. No, the good point because the the uh, NHL All Star Game is on Saturday tomorrow. So is what's his name playing the uh, the tall guy? <laughs> Gretzky? No, he's out. Gretzky's out. No, John. Uh, what's his name? Oh, John Scott. John Scott. Is, is John it? Scott in this one? I don't think so. Are they ever going to make the movie on John Scott in the All-Star game? John Scott. Still, still trying to get producers. Do you producers. remember when we yes. had John Scott on after he was in the All-Star game and Waddle wanted nothing to do with it? Sort so, of like Michael Jordan not did. the hockey show. <laughs> <laughs> like, they're going to make a movie. And Waddle's like, this, this is stupid. Where's the movie? Huh? Where's the movie? <laughs> I know. It is 10 years later. This right? is stupid. There's nothing good about that. Uh, consider, game. consider me a seer. I can see the future. <laughs> consider that. One day they're going to make the yes. John Scott movie. Yeah. Someone tweeted me. He says, Jordan Day is the stupidest thing I've heard in a while. Thank you. Who said that? Uh, Keaton said yeah. that. Keaton Raj said that. Well, I don't even know who, who declared that. Was that just something that was on SportsCenter this morning and somebody ran with who it? Who was the first to report that? Danny, who was the first, was, like, it, again, it was some, someone must have just taken it, made a gif out of it, and then everyone ran with it. The first thing I saw of it was Danny Zetterman sent us a text early this morning. Right. Declaring it Michael Jordan Day and that we were ordered to spend the entire day honoring Michael. There's over a third of our audience is celebrating it. I tweeted out the poll brought to you by your local Chicagoland Toyota dealer. Uh, are you celebrating Michael Jordan Day? 34.3% say yes, they are celebrating Michael Jordan Day. Uh, can I have an amendment to that or a, a poll question on top of the poll? Yeah. What are you doing to celebrate? Okay. What, what is it do? that you are Call doing to celebrate Michael Jordan? What are you Jordan? doing today to celebrate Michael Jordan Day? That means, like, just under 66% of our listeners, under 65% of our listeners are not celebrating. 32.7% uh, say, no, they are not celebrating. And then 33% of our listeners say, WTF are you talking about? They don't even know what Michael Jordan Day is. So the vast majority is in the camp of don't care. Don't care. Yeah. Yeah. Um, all right. Can I give you then this, the, the football stuff that I want to do? Yeah, let's, let's do, do it. some, let's do some stuff. T. Higgins stuff. There's T. Higgins stuff. First, I want to give you the, the Montgomery stuff. ESPN did a synopsis of everyone's offseason. I got a few good nuggets for you, too. Warren. All right. Bring us your nuggets. Um, the Bears on ESPN.com on their offseason, it's a whole capsule on their offseason priority, the under-the-radar offseason priority, everything like that. Courtney wrote something about that. Um, this was interesting. Will they re-sign running back David Montgomery? And this is what Field Yates wrote. No. This one is tricky. As Montgomery is so respected by the organization, and the Bears have more cap space than any other team. But with Khalil Herbert and Tristan Ebner on the depth chart, Chicago might decide to allocate the resources elsewhere, like receiver, offensive line, or cornerback. Yates. And remember, as we've always said, follow the breadcrumbs. Field is close with Ryan Poles. So if Fields is reporting it, I'm I'm more apt to believe 
Field Yates with regard to Bears info more so than probably anybody. Is that fair? Yes. And and remember what Ryan Pohl said in his end-of-the-year press conference. He said how much he respects Montgomery. He went out of his way saying how much he loves the guy. But again, he's going to want money. Not even I don't even think he'll want that much money. I think what the Bears need to do. Look, Tristan Abner to me doesn't doesn't uh, move the meter. Doesn't move the meter. Good way to say it. Uh, Khalil Herbert, I like. I think what they need to do is find a running back that's a better receiver. So you know how the Kansas City Chiefs have Jarek McKinnon, like that type of player that goes along with Isaiah Pacheco, right? So you've got a guy that you trust mostly to run the ball, and then you've got a guy that's a good receiver. And I think that is a good combination. I'm not suggesting you go out there and spend $10 million a year on that guy. I think that that would give me guys. I looked at, at, I looked at David Montgomery and Khalil Herbert kind of as the sta- same type of running back. You know what I'm saying? Same thing. I don't think either one of them was a great receiving option. What about, though, what Montgomery did in the in the pass protection game uh, was better tri- than was better right. than certainly better than herbert and, but. and as a lead blocker like in the fields when he would run the game well, run the ball yeah but that's why you've also got a fullback on the on the roster as well so um like i would hope that 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 khalil herbert would improve with his pass protection because he was not very good with it uh but they would add an element of pa- a pass catching running back to their to their roster. That's what I hope they do at the running back position. Also from this uh, article, this is not Fields. This is someone else. Who's shots? Is that Aaron, Aaron shots. shots? Yeah. Shot, shot, shot. He shot, says shot. Uh, the big prediction for the offseason. This is the ending point to the Bears synopsis. Big prediction for the offseason. The Bears will trade for a wide receiver. One great candidate would be the Broncos' Jerry Judy, a 2024 free agent. Denver might not have the cap space to retain him, and he'd be a big boost to the Chicago offense. What do you guys make of that? Jerry Judy had a much better year this year. I Meller, I always refer to your expertise with the statistics because of your fantasy football uh, brilliance. But Jerry Judy had himself a good statistical year compared to previous years. Did he not, Jeffrey? Yeah, he came up just shy of a thousand yards. I don't believe he played a full season either. So yeah. Yeah, he did that in. I'm looking right now. Fifteen games. Yeah, he missed a couple games. Like yeah, he had. I, there was one. You know, at the end of the year too, he had a big uh, three touchdown game. So he definitely came on as the season went along. So, I mean, he was. You know, remember he was a first round pick, right? But he's somebody who. While he's been productive, he's kind of come up short of what they were hoping they got. Yeah, so, I don't think he's, he's a one. And he's going to want to get paid yeah. very soon. He is entering, what is it, his fourth season now? He'll be in his fourth season. So, you know, he's in a very similar situation to Chase, Chase Claypool. Right. And, like, oh, here's my question. Are you, like, are, are you going to continue for guy, to trade for guys who are not difference makers? Do you know what I mean? Like, you've already got Mooney, who's good. You already traded a lot for Chase Claypool, who you're uncertain about. Isn't the next time you trade for a wide receiver, doesn't he have to be the guy? Yeah, I think so. Like, you draft a wide receiver, fine. But the next guy you trade for shouldn't be giving up draft capital 
for another hopeful guy. It has to be more of an established player where you are factoring out any of the disappointing part of the equation. Like, I always compare the wide receiver game to the NBA roster. You've got to have a stud, don't you? If you win in the NBA, you have to have a star player. A wide re- wide receiving core, you can't just have a bunch of guys. Right. Don't you have to have a true star? And then that's where the T. Higgins stuff comes in. And I don't know if it's being sold right uh, on what the Athletic originally wanted to say. Dove Kleinman was tweeting it out like... That he is really like he could be dealt. I don't know if that's exactly the case. Uh, he's a year away from free agency. We've talked about this a lot. Cap sat next to his mom on the airplane going to Kansas City this weekend. He wants to get I hope paid. his mom isn't sick. Yes, it's true. I think Cap got sick from being out in the cold, being run down, being overtired. His resistance was down. And I think he, he was doing too much. Okay. And, uh, and then he got sick. And he, his body wasn't able to fight off the germs like it would normally be able to fight A off. T. Higgins trade would be more in line with what you described. It's yes. something that I would be very much in favor of. I just find it ridiculously difficult to believe that the Cincinnati Bengals would move on from him. Even if his request for a contract at this point, he's still under contract for another year, is out of this world. Because think about it. They've got him for this year. They could franchise him for a couple more years. If I'm the Bengals, I want to keep that, that group of Burrow and Jamar Chase and T. Higgins together. Like, some of these teams, though, think that they can go out and find the next T. Higgins with the, you know, a second round pick. I'd be careful with that philosophy. T. Higgins is a win because of guy. He I caught so. a, a brilliant touchdown uh, pass in, in the AFC championship game. He went up, like you said, and high pointed the football. It was a thing he, of beauty. He made a win because of play in one of their biggest games of the season. He, he the last two years, on the other side of Jamar Chase. And usually they're playing three guys with Tyler Boyd as well. But in an offense that that highlights Jamar Chase, last year in just 14 games, he had 1,091 yards and six touchdowns. This year in 16 games, obviously the game that was canceled against the Bills, he had 1,029 yards and seven touchdowns. He's 24 years old. He's 6'4". He's 219. I Look, I would drool over the opportunity to bring him in as a bear in trade, whatever it would take. I just don't see a scenario where the Bengals are silly enough to let him go. I just don't. That team is 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 built around Joe Burrow and the dynamic passing game, and why would you rid yourself of someone as good as T. Higgins? I'm with you. Like, again, he just, he did you mention he just turned 24? Yeah. Yeah, he just yeah. turned 24. Just turned 24. Like, that's, that's, that is, that's a lottery ticket. Yeah. To be able to land a guy like that, like you could go and you could look for Jerry Judy and you can look for other guys and try and get somebody to to play up. But again, you've got guys like that on your team. Yeah, you give him another second round pick or third round pick for a player that you think is good but not a true difference maker. I would be a bit apprehensive about that as well. So maybe find that guy with the second or third round pick. You know what I'm saying? Like, find that guy. Yeah, like, 
I know we all want the wide receiver to pair with Justin Fields, but I, I just keep looking at the roster, and there's so many holes that I feel like the asset allocation has to go to offensive and defensive line this offseason. You start to figure that out. And then next offseason, hopefully the Bears can trade back that number one pick, grab another number one pick from another team. And then next year you can really, you know, look at your roster and say, okay, what wide receivers can we truly look at and make a difference a year from now? Like that's like I don't know. Do you like I there's I'm, so I'm many with holes you 100% on this roster. because my priority right now is being better up front on offense. More so than finding dynamic playmakers, like, okay, that's on my list as well. But more important to me right now is finding a group of guys that I trust to protect to, him. to protect the quarterback and create space in the running game. Like that to me is a bigger priority than to find the 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 weapons. You should be trying to do both. Don't yes, get me wrong. Yes, yes. But like if I have to prioritize I'm prioritizing the trenches right now. Do you guys think they'll really pay Mooney seventeen to twenty million dollars, like Brad Spielberg told don't us earlier to. in the week? They don't have to. I know, but I thought I thought that was high, right? I thought that was high. Like, like again, like you don't have like like Waddle said, you don't have to. And then even if and you're coming off an injury, yes, like that is yeah, that's he's the not franchise. A- that's the franchise number for a player who's not even free. Right. Not only is he not a free agent, he's coming off of a leg injury. Right. So if you want, like I said the number to me, 14, 15, you want to talk about numbers in that area? That you want to, okay, Darnell, you're a year away. Darnell, you're coming off of an injury. Darnell, you don't have the numbers some of the other guys have. Not your fault. You want to do a four-year deal that averages 15 a year? Let's do it. With half of a guarantee? Yeah, yeah. You want to do Four that? Four for 60 for we, 30 guarantee. We, we want you here. You want to be here. We love your work ethic. Let's do it. But we don't have to give you now 18 to 20 million because we we have control. Right. Like, look, if, if I'm going to overpay somebody, it's not going to be my own player at this point that's under contract. No, an offensive lineman is what you're going to have to It's going to be Deron Payne or right. somebody like that. Or someone that you trade for a wide receiver. Exactly. It's not going to be somebody that I can currently have under my own control. And by the way, as you mentioned, somebody that's coming off of an injury. All right, I got a lot more stuff. There was a, another report from an insider on a couple of things that's going on inside the Bears building that you, you're going to want to hear. Um, and is an old friend helping the Bears at the Senior Bowl? Or was this just a photo op? 312-332-3776. If you want to react, there's also Tony Romo's in the news. Um, we'll replay some of the Sham stuff from earlier today. We're guest-free the rest of the way. So plenty of room for you at 312-332-3776. Chicago's Home for Sports on Twitter at ESPN1000. This is Waddle and Sylvie on Chicago's Home for Sports, ESPN Chicago. George in Oak Park, you're on ESPN1000. What's up, Georgie? Um, I called you guys because <laughs> you guys are talking about like how football is over. We still have Justin Fields. We still have something to be excited about. Oh, yeah, We still have something to be horny about. We no, I don't get horny be... about the Bears football. I don't get horny about him. That's just me. Does Justin make well, you horny? No, he doesn't. No. He makes me horny. Let me ask you a question. And be honest. Do I make you horny, baby? 
Do I? Do I make you randy? Yeah. He makes me horny. So good. So good or so creepy. I don't know. Good and creepy. Does Justin Fields make you horny? Uh, no. Even I won't put that out on a web poll question. They will never talk to us again. We will never be able to have Justin Fields on the show in the future if I would ever put that out on a poll question. George, come on. Maybe George should make it. Some people like football. Some people don't. You guys have drawn the line. We've drawn the line there. Can you turn uh, John Wick off of our televisions? Because if if I'm going to watch that, I'm not going to be able to pay attention. There was Wilbon instead. You got Wilbon now instead. Yes, definitely. Talk about Kyrie Irving requesting a trade again for the 80th time. John Wick 4 is coming out. Are you not a John Wick fan? No, I like it. Yeah, that's great. I think think John Wick 4 is is on its way out. Here is uh, a couple of things. First of all, you know uh, um, my like for the Bears blog, my guy Jeff over there at the Bears blog. He's broken a lot of news in the last couple of years, especially on some of the hirings the Bears have made. Is that going to come to an end? Or are we going to still be able to get good stuff from him? It will be interesting. It's a good challenge for Jeff. If uh, I know Jeff usually listens on the pod, maybe someone can forward this to him. That a Waddle has issued a challenge. Well, no, no, I'm well, not issuing a challenge. challenge. I'm just well, what asking. Do you, what, what do you? You're just playing the just asking game. Yeah. Okay. Well, uh, Jeff Waddle is just asking. Will you continue to, to bring, bring news? Yeah. Will you continue to be bringing the heat, the Bears' heat? Because he does say in this tweet, haven't tweeted much, but I've got two things for you. Okay, let's do this. Number one. Because remember, it just came out that uh, Fields became the guy recently, that the Bears, like, uh, I think it was Breer who went on Rich Eisen, how he became the guy, just became the guy. Uh, Jeff at the Bears blog says, Fields didn't become the guy last week. He became the guy in November. The whole building loves him, and they should. Number two. That makes you, that makes you horny, doesn't it? <laughs> Number two. You don't want to admit it, but it did. No, that doesn't. No, it makes me happy. Sports horny. Like Sports horny. I'll be sports horny when they raise the Lombardi trophy again. I'll be sports horny when he's throwing and running. Like, I'll be sports horny when they have a top offense. You make me horny. I'll be sports horny when they're 13 and 4 and not 3 and... You know, do the math here, Sylvie. Three and fourteen. He makes me horny. Uh, I mean, don't I? I you may. Uh, I, I don't know. I mean, winning the Super Bowl is difficult. I know. You may it. never be horny again. I know. I'm getting older. Maybe never ever experience sports horniness ever again. N- number two, two teams have already floated offers for the first pick. Neither is the Texans or Colts. Will be fun. That's what. How about the Carolina Panthers? Maybe, maybe they're sports horny. They're draft horny. <laughs> you know, is... you don't have to worry about the the Colts. Will basically, well, right, they'll yeah. walk up from Indianapolis on foot. Well, they're too busy to give you more than you need. They're too busy interviewing Jeff Saturday five different times. <laughs> you know, and, and, and interviewing a million different guys. They're, yes. Like I said to you the other day, I go, do the Colts have a coach yet? You know, who doesn't have a coach a coach either. The Cardinals. Well, that's true. The, the Cardinals. The Cardinals still don't have a coach. 
There was a, a report that surfaced yesterday, I think something like, no one wants to coach Kyler Murray, is what they're finding hard to... Boy, I find that hard to believe, considering there's only 32 of these jobs. But maybe you will have... Look, maybe you have an environment now where people are being a little choosier. Maybe that's the trend. Ben Johnson, who had a fantastic year and is... You know, was as thought of as as highly thought of as sure. anybody of the young guys, the offensive coordinator in Detroit, decided to stay in Detroit. Ask Hackett about, like, how quickly yeah. you can get the job of your dreams and never be hired as a coach again. So, yeah, if it's not the right one. But it, that's interesting that the phones are ringing. It's very, very early. But according to Jeff at the Bears blog, two teams have already floated some offers for the first pick. Neither of them being the Texans Good. or the Colts. I, I, yeah, I think I think there'll be a market for it. By the way, Hackett immediately got a job as an offensive coordinator with the New York Jets, right? Y- yes. Going back to who was well, it? The guy that you were screaming at from Kansas City on Monday. Uh, what's his name? Uh, uh, Fesco. Fesco. Why didn't our guy immediately get a head or a, an offensive coordinator job? He went back to be a quarterbacks coach, and his demise was not nearly as precipitous. As Nathaniel Hackett, would he get a like this? Would he want to leave Nagy? Because I don't know. But my point is just, and Can't I don't he, know why I revisited this. I just because yeah, it stuck with bring me. Up Nagy again? Because like Nathaniel Hackett went from that was a poo show in Denver, was it not? A circus. Yeah. He went from that. To immediately being in charge of the offensive coordinator well, spot isn't in the half Jets. of it Aaron Rodgers related? Don't know. If Aaron doesn't come, he's still your guy. Do you want somebody that's not equipped to run an offense? If in fact Aaron Rodgers doesn't come in, like how how did that work in in Denver? How did hiring Nathaniel Hackett help with the recruitment of trying to make a deal for Aaron Rodgers? I know. I know. So I, my point is just to relive the past from earlier in the week. Nathaniel Hackett, that was a circus, was it not, in Denver? Yes. Immediately hired by the Jets to be the offense coordinator. So your 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 radio uh, fight with guy, um, just you should Fesco, tell him. Pop, yeah. Fesco. Well, I mean, like, look, if 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 Matt was so well thought of in terms of I everything, think why he's didn't... waiting to get the OC job there. Yes, I think he's shrewd. Matt Nagy like, knows. Like, like, why Why go anywhere else when he knows? Oh, did he turn down a bunch of offers? Well, he got the remember, well, remember Tennessee earlier this offseason. No, no, wa- I mean last year when he got fired no. by the Bears. No. That's what I'm saying. Well, yeah, but do you, okay, wait, wait. To your point, don't we have to wait for the Jets to play out? Because if Rodgers does go there, then clearly you know that that's why Nathaniel Hackett got that gig. Again, you can't play that game. Uh, you can't play that game as I'm going to recruit a player by installing a, a coach in a really important spot. That offense was, was a disaster. Mostly but because of the okay, quarterback. But if their, plan is, if their plan is to land Aaron Rodgers, somehow, some way, get him on their roster, they think their best bet to do that is to add Nathaniel Hackett to the coaching staff, right? Because they're like besties. Again, as I said, how did that work in Denver? It didn't. But maybe they're thinking there's, it's a much better opportunity for yeah, them to what pull What I it just off. learned is you guys are Matt Nagy fans. That's what I heard. Why, why, That's what, what, what I heard. are you doing? That's what I heard. There, there's nothing of the sort. I like him as a guy. He's a, he's a fantastic, fantastic guy. The guy called me on draft day when I was diagnosed. Called me on draft day. He's a guy's guy. You gotta put that yeah, list another cancer well-wisher. Yeah. But Nobody's he, ever he, questioned that. No. Um, 
Here's the other thing. I thought Greeny had good intel today on the Jets situation. I don't know if everyone knows the Derek Carr um, situation. Derek Carr on February 15th is guaranteed $40 million from the Raiders. They're not going to give him the $40 million, obviously. They've already made the decision that they're getting rid of him. The other thing that Derek Carr has is a no-trade clause. So he could turn down any sort of trade. So basically what's going to happen is is he's going to get released because they don't want to pay him, and he gets to choose which team they trade him to. So before, and he's not going to give them an extension, so they're basically going to end up cutting him shortly, very, very soon. He's going to be the first guy out there, and he's going to become an unrestricted free agent. Greeny said on the show today that the Jets really, really like him. And according to his sources, is if you hear all the newsmakers who report on the NFL say that the Jets are in on Derek Carr, that means they don't think they've got a shot at Aaron Rodgers. If you hear the Jets are not in on Derek Carr, it's because they believe they've got a really good chance to get Aaron Rodgers. Because they like him, and they would want him. But the only reason they wouldn't want Derek Carr when he becomes available would be because they believe they've got the like a real legitimate chance to get Aaron Rodgers. It makes sense. You, But the issue with... It's interesting because if you want Aaron Rodgers, you're going to have to give up draft currency, correct? If you yes. want Derek Carr... Nothing. Just going to come to my contract. It's interesting. Going to pay a price. Uh, uh, For a guy said, that may... You know, how long is, is, is Aaron Rodgers going to want to continue to right. play? Greeny said it's not going to be as much as you think. I think they were floating... Graziano was telling the show something like a first and a third is what it would take to get. Because you're, you're already probably not trading him to the NFC. You're only trading him to AFC teams. And then out of those AFC teams, there's only a few teams that would be in on him. It's a really interesting dynamic as well because I think as we've discussed, the, the, the Packers can really only afford to trade him after June 1st because of the, the setup of his contract. Which means that everyone's going to have to kind of just hold off on stuff for an extended period of time. You it just makes it an interesting dynamic. You can't do a gentleman's agreement. You can't do wink, so. wink. No, I don't think so. I thought that would be, the, but everyone that we've kind of, I mean, there have been a couple of people that said that that's not. Didn't May say that? May's didn't May say that that's not really doable? Well, Somebody else we talked to. Yeah, I it think, was Mays. We got to ask Shefty when Shefty's on. Not that I don't trust Robert. But when we, Shefty's coming on with us Super Bowl week, when Shefty comes on with us, we've got to ask if if they can come to any sort of agreement. Because we hear that all the time. Well, think about it as well, how complicated it gets. Because if you're the Packers, don't you want, some, if you're going to trade for picks, don't you want to use them this year? The draft's going to be done right. and finished by June 1st. Right. So then what, are you going to ask the Jets to select players for you? Like... I don't. That seems awful convoluted. To Remember, me. if the Packers trade Rodgers before June first, it's a forty point three million dollar cap hit to twenty twenty three versus after June first when it's only fifteen point eight. Twenty five million dollars. That's ten percent of your cap. Huge financial thing. Yeah. Yes. So I mean, boy, that would be that would be one of the the I think the the most 
convoluted and difficult gentleman's agreement in recent NFL history. The only reason why maybe you would want the picks the following year and not this year is because maybe if you do stink, you've got a chance again to to be at the top of the draft next year. Could be. If you're the Packers. If you decide you don't want Rodgers, maybe we will stink. Maybe it's not a bad year to take a step back. And if Love's not the guy in the year that we've got him, then we could draft our own quarterback again at the top of the draft. Could be. Could be next year they're just as happy getting 2024 picks as they would be 2023 picks. So, well, And think about it, too, though, to that point, Silva. You get the cap savings if you're the Packers. Right. If you and, wait till after June 1st. And... If it's just say, for instance, the Jets, what do the Jets have? Like the fifteenth pick, or they're somewhere in the middle there because they were they just missed the playoffs. So, what's the worst case scenario? Sure, you trade them Rodgers; they're probably going to be a good team. But if something happens and Rodgers got hurt, and all of a sudden the Jets are a bad football team, yeah, you, that's like winning the lottery too, right? You could get a high pick in return. Yeah, but if they are good, then you're getting a back end of the first but round. Is that, yeah. is that, that, that's not dramatically different. Like 15 versus 25 or 30 is not huge. The Jets are 13 this year. All right, so it's still pretty high. Yeah, it is. It is pretty good. Like if you would ask them to draft someone at 13. All right, uh, 312-332-3776. What to watch for coming up. And uh, the also coming up at 5, uh, an apology has been issued. On a, a big story that we have been talking about that we will tell you about coming up at 5. ESPN 1000, Chicago's home for sports. You're listening to Waddle and Sylvie. Watch us and join the chat. Follow ESPN 1000 Chicago on Twitch.tv or the Twitch app. Waddle and Sylvie get you set for your weekend viewing with What to Watch For. That's right, what to watch for, brought to you by Connie's Frozen Pizza. Call 10 right now. You'll win free pizza from Connie's. 312-332-3776. Got to be Call 10 to win. 312-332-3776. What are you watching for, Waddle? Uh, a return, the return of one of my favorite shows. Uh, 1923, episode 5. They've been off uh, off the air since January 8th. There has been, how about that? There's been almost a month in between episode 4 and 5 why? of 1923. Well, why, why do they That's do, how they're, they're doing that to us. This, what are yes, they doing? this is what they're doing to us. It's how they do it. They give you a handful of episodes and then they go on hiatus. And Yellowstone's on hiatus till the summer. Yeah. I, lo- I love, who's the dur- the guy in charge of all this? What's his uh, name again? He's in them. Yeah, he's um, uh, he, Taylor Sheridan. Taylor Sheridan. He's doing weird stuff. Were they keeping you keeping you asking for more? Yeah, I guess I so. like 1923. I think it's been very good. Obviously, it's a, a dynamite cast. Harrison Ford's in it. Helen Mirren's in it. Harrison Ford is playing the father of... Harrison Ford gets really confident, is playing the brother of the character that Tim McGraw played. See, I, I, I didn't watch that one. Is he the dad of Kevin Costner? No. No, I don't believe so. No. No, no, no. He's not John Dutton's dad? No. Okay. No. All right. I thought that's who it was. It just confused me, but I don't think so. No, he's not. I, no, I don't believe so. Because I thought the previous one was like the granddad. This one's the dad. And then... No. no, he's the uncle to Tim McGraw's two sons. Gotcha. Okay. I'll give you an easy one. <laughs> um, we got to have a deeper conversation about what Netflix is doing, by the way. 
Did you read this about the passwords? We're not allowed to share anymore. Yeah, and like what they're doing, they're going really, really far on trying to block the password sharing. I spend nineteen ninety nine a month and seven ninety nine a month, so I should be good, right? Well, they're gonna make you. They're gonna make you really like verify that it's you. If you use multiple devices and multiple televisions, it's people are not happy. People are not happy about this. Um, There's a new there's a new documentary on Pamela Anderson. Yes, and I I never saw the one about uh, what was it called. And I watched that one. And that was, I believe, on Hulu. I think it was Tommy and and Pamela. Uh, this is this is I think based on the book because I think she's got a book out as well, but it's called Pamela. It's on Netflix, and this one I think is starring her. Right, this is an actual documentary, whereas yes. the Hulu series was right. actors portraying. Yes, it's in her own words through personal videos and diaries. Pamela Anderson shares the story of her rise to fame, rocky romances, and famous and infamous sex tape scandal. So this is her story. We've lived it. Do you know how old she is? I'll say 59. 55. Damn, overshot it. Still good. Yeah. Still close. Uh, what are you watching for, Mallor? Uh, so this one just dropped on Netflix last night, I believe. It's called True Spirit. It's a movie about 16-year-old Jessica Watson. She's an Australian who sailed the world in 2010 as a 16-year-old. It stars Tegan Croft and Anna Paquin. And I have to say, thing about things I was doing at 16 years old, yeah. sailing the world by myself was certainly not on the table. So I'm going to check that out. It's on Netflix. I was lucky if I drove to Northbrook Court from Skokie. You were still seven years away from retiring MJ's number on your, <laughs> on your wall in Iowa. That's right. What do you got, uh, Tyler? Uh, there's a new show on Apple TV called Shrinking with Jason Siegel, Harrison Ford. Mm, and it's about I've this. Seen. I, I've seen a lot of buzz on Twitter about it, um, but it's about this guy uh, who's a therapist. Oh. And he just starts ignoring all of his training and just starts telling his clients exactly what he thinks. It's supposed to be. It's a comedy. It's the same people that made Ted Lasso, too. Oh, good. Because I, I, I have not watched. Uh, uh, we were just talking about this uh, last time we watched the show on Apple. I think we talked about this on Unhinged. New episode of Unhinged just dropped. Check that out on ESPN uh, Chicago app. Did you ever watch the show with Will Ferrell? And yes. That was good. Loved it. Yeah, it was good. And that was about, uh, uh, that's a true story. Yes, how a therapist took advantage of a patient. It was Will Ferrell and Paul, Paul Rudd. Paul Rudd, yeah. Paul Rudd played the therapist. Yes. Will Ferrell played the person... Who was taking advantage I of. I thought it was an excellent show. And it was based on a book, right? Yeah. And then they show the pictures of the yeah. real people. Yeah. And I love reading about it afterwards. That that was an Apple show as I well, so. wasn't it? Yeah. Yeah. So, good stuff there. That was a good round of what to watch for. If you want to weigh in, 312-332-3776. So, should we call them the Orange Crushed? They have apologized. Uh, Illinois has taken the loss. Or have they? Is this a giant smokescreen? We will uh, read you their apology that they have just issued coming up next.